Hello, welcome to 400 Thoughts. This is the host of Driver, and this is episode 36, Universal Activism. This is a little bit similar to a podcast a little bit ago um, that was talking about how to spend money. You're spending, you're spending money the wrong way. You you can't have a government that spends money on healthcare and education. You got to pick both, or you got to pick one. That's not the exact opposite way. You got you got to pick one. You know, if a private company is spending money on developing a better tire to, you know, drive in, in the winter months to displace water or, or to have better traction on, on ice or snow, they're basically the same as Hitler for not spending all the money and their resources and, and finding a COVID-19 vaccine. Like, how dare those companies do that? How dare they? How dare they? This one is a, a little bit more broad in that it, it talks about the weird kind of call-out culture or aspect of, of somebody not talking about something or somebody not participating in something or somebody not providing their time, talent, and treasure towards a charity-adjacent cause. And because of that, that makes them invalid. Not it makes them invalid. How does a person be invalid? But makes them not as good of a person as they could be. So... Um, how do you see this in real life? You see this in, if you were really for fill in the blank, then you would also talk about or protest or bring up this. So let's talk about, let's talk about, let's talk about religion. That's always a really easy topic. So if somebody is Christian in America and debating somebody talking about religious freedom and freedom of expression, and they would come back with saying, you know, you want people to be able to express the religion in the public square and the freedom to express the religion but i have never seen an article that you've written and i don't know how you feel about the persecution of the uyghur muslims in china and because you haven't donated to that cause or talked about that then you truly don't care about religious freedom <sighs> okay kind of uh not necessarily off topic, but just because somebody doesn't specifically spend time or, or words for articles or donate to whatever. I don't even know how you would donate to that cause. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what that would look like. Cause it's the Chinese government. How do you, I don't think there's any like rescue missions to like, that would have to be a military thing. I don't think there's a, a GoFundMe campaign to, to rescue those, those folks, but you can see it in feminism too. So starting off with some pretty light topics, religion and feminism, you can say, you know, if you're truly a feminist, why don't you talk about this? So um, a person um, who is a an activist or a uh, public figure, we'll just say activist, activist will be the easiest for this. So say a, a feminist activist is fighting for increased protections for women when there is a domestic violence um, situation. So change, changes to the laws or how law enforcement respond to a domestic disturbance cause um, call in order to keep women safer. If, I don't actually, I can't think of anybody that would be against that. Okay, that's, maybe that's, that's not very controversial. Let's see, what could be controversial? Because I don't, I don't think anybody's like pro-domestic abuse. Uh, what, is, what is something that drives people crazy about feminists. Um, hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's there's probably people 
listening to the podcast, like, I can think of a thousand things that annoy me about feminists. I'm trying to think of a cause, though. Um, well, okay, well, the a very common one would be the, the gender wage gap and advocates for in, increasing um, equal pay can say, hey, you know, equal work, equal pay, and people that don't necessarily... I wouldn't say disagree with that claim, but or disagree with the concept of equal work, equal pay, might say, well, you're not looking at the statistics properly when you factor for time in a certain field or um, professional gaps in in work that might be due to child rearing, then that accounts for these uh, differences in, in wage earnings and, and whatnot. What not, and when you account for those, there is no wage gap. You you can have that debate. I've heard both sides talk very passionately about that. But then you might have somebody come completely out of left field and say, if you really cared about women, what do you think about Muslim groups in Africa that mutilate the clitoris of female babies? You know, I haven't heard you go to a single mosque or talk to a single Muslim group from uh, the Horn of Africa or, or Eastern Africa that that do this practice and aren't you a hypocrite because you haven't you haven't shamed these people for what they're doing to to the girls now can these women have views on that yeah they can but just because they don't talk about it doesn't mean that whatever else they're fighting for is invalid they just don't spend time on it if somebody was campaigning for the removal of federal ban on capital punishment on the death penalty could you say to them yeah but i've never heard you talk about um, any sort of programs designed to decrease the recidivism rates in uh, juveniles or job employment opportunity programs for felons or i've never heard you campaign one time or talk about restoring voting rights for for felons like you're a horrible person because you're trying to remove the death penalty but wouldn't it be better if they died if if better to to die than live in without the ability to vote no that's a that would be a really dumb thing to say out loud um so dumb that it i was stumbling myself trying to say it so yeah but i, I don't think it's that hard if you go on if you listen to any bad arguments in any platform which not very hard to do these days you'll see this kind of weird weird strain of argumentation is this kind of red herring attack of yeah but if you really cared about x you would also do y it's like you you're assuming they have opinions on y that they might not hold so for example if somebody's looking for if somebody's looking for criminal justice reform and wants to eliminate the death penalty they might also have very similar views to you about how to reduce the recidivism recidivism rate in juvenile um, offenders they they might agree with you so saying that they don't is kind of a, assuming something already um, that you might be wrong about and it's also maybe not the the point of whatever argument you might be having with them same thing with uh, various feminist activists that they might have opinions about female gen genital mutilation. They might agree with you, but just because they don't mention it or spend as much time on it doesn't mean that 
whatever cause they are fighting for isn't valid. I, I don't. It it very much is the same. You know, you can do two th- two different things. Two different people can do two different things, and achieve an overall better situation for everybody, the common good. You know, you can have you can have people focusing on slightly different issues in the same general field. So you can have the person trying to restore voters' rights to people that have served their sentence and are felons and people trying to eliminate the death penalty. You can have those two people and consider them kind of co-belligerents in the, the, the war for better justice or criminal justice reform. That can happen. But yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. Another one I hear is people that might have critiques of pro-life individuals of, you know, you, you only care about the baby being born, but, but after that you don't care about them at all. Which would, which would be very, very strange. Like, I don't know who these people are. Like, if somebody is saying, I don't want you because I believe that, that the, the child in the womb of the mother has rights and is a human and should not be aborted, should not be killed, then it would be very strange to say once they are born, then you don't care about them at all. I don't I don't know how you would be able to to prove that and I don't think that would be the case. Now, I think I think that one stems from people saying, you know, would you support increased funds for Head Start programs or uh, paid paternal, uh, mandatory federal paternity leave so that mothers or fathers could um, spend more time with their kids once they're born in order to make it more available for them to be parents. And and I get that angle, 100%. I get it. Because it, they are very much connected to if you want the parents to keep the baby, don't you also want the government or, or whoever to enable the parents the best opportunity to raise a child. So that's the link. That's the link. And when they hear the no from the pro-life person, then the assumption is you only like them when they're in the mom, but once they're out of the mom, you don't care about them at all. And I don't think that's true. I think that might be a disagreement of implementing policy. So saying you want the the baby to survive, but you don't care about, um, let's say the topic of of just straight straight sustenance. So food, we'll go food. If there was a government program to provide subsidies to low income parents for formula, if they chose to to give their baby formula, and a pro life individual say I disagree with that, I think there's better ways to provide formula for mothers that don't involve federal subsidies and taxpayer money, I think it might be better to um, lean on family members, the community, churches or charities, nonprofits, focusing on the principle of subsidiarity of, of going local and then you go up to federal when you absolutely need it. You don't start with the, the big guns, you don't start with, with the federal government, you work small, you, you exhaust all the opportunities nearest to the individual before you, you tap in the federal government to provide resources. I think that's the the argument that a pro-life person would say. But all the other person, all the the other person probably hears is, "No, I don't want 
the child to get food. I don't want the child to get formula, which I think it's more of a how do we get the child formula question than no, the child should not have formula because that's stupid. Like who's who's making that argument? I think it's, yeah, it's weird. So I think that's more of an implementation of, of I don't think, yeah, I don't think that person exists. I don't think a, a pro-life person is like, yeah, I only like the baby when they're inside. When they get outside, forget about them. I don't like them. They're stupid. Like that's that's very strange because it would seem like if, if pro-life people also are against uh, euthanasia or assisted suicide that they would that you would have you would have to say if you believe that's the case that pro-life people only care care about the babies when they're inside not when they're outside and then there's this very strange period when right towards the end of life if somebody is is very ill and would like to uh, choose assisted suicide or at the end of life and would like to choose that that there's like this strange bell curve of like a, an inverted bell curve of caring about them don't care about them and then towards the end of the life care about them again it'd be very weird so i don't i don't think that's the case but yes it's weird it's very strange but yeah i mean there is a there are people i don't know i think i think it just goes to not just having conversations conversations solve everything but trying to find a way to communicate people with with understanding exactly where they're coming from and the reasons why they come to those conclusions so i've been i haven't read the it's not the talking to strangers it's the gladwell the impossible conversations uh peter bogosian book where it talks about different techniques on how to have difficult conversations and and even tips from other folks of of steel manning arguments of not giving weaker arguments when presenting your opponent's uh, views but providing the best possible argument that would give you difficulty combating in order to give them the, the fairest kind of go of an argument. So you don't you don't water it down or you don't fill it up with a bunch of nonsense. But you know, asking the person exactly what are you saying? What is your intent? And then after they explain it to you and you listen to it, you pair it back, okay, this is how I understand it. Please tell me if I'm wrong or if I've I've got your position incorrect and that gives them the ability to tighten up things if you've presented things or if they didn't really flesh out their opinion properly gives them a chance to say oh no i hear what i hear you repeating what i'm saying and actually what i meant to say was this so it gives them a a, a point to self-correct and then you have the opportunity then to kind of explain your position and then also ask them like i, I saw this on twitter's a short video of peter bogosian of where do you come up with the grounding of that belief? So show me the receipts. What are your sources? What is the epistemological grounding that you are your reference that you're using? Is it is it based on experience, personal experience? Is it anecdotal evidence? Is it a meta study? Is it scientific evidence? Is it what what is it that makes you think the certain thing that you are trying to explain and would like to see differently in the world? Yeah. And then if you have that conversation not that just having dialogues improves things but it might cut through a lot of nonsense i hope it cuts through a lot of nonsense because it is very frustrating when you see two people try to talk about the same thing and then completely miss each other and i do this all the time i i do this a lot where i'm uh, talking to people that care about or are having discussions with and i just completely miss what they're trying to and then it 
takes a while for the conversation to come back and actually stick to the fundamentals of what we're actually talking about is, oh, okay, what you are talking about is this. Okay, what I think I was talking about was actually something slightly different. So we, we weren't even starting at the same starting point, which is probably what a lot of people do. Or the, the easiest thing to start in, in most of these conversations is just start with the definitions of the actual policy or the problem itself. Is So for example, if somebody was to talk about We'll go back to the gender gender pay gap. So what actual reference in which, what is the actual number you're using, or the, uh, not the number, but the, um, what methodology are you using when you're looking at the wages of females compared to males? Is this based on years? So is it on an average a 26-year-old female will make this across what populations? Is this a regional average? Is this a specific to a profession? Is this all professions? Because um, you do all professions, you, you'd have to account for some professions that male, males do make more money. So it wouldn't be, I wouldn't say technically fair. I mean, it would, it's 100% fair if you say uh, the American women's soccer team earn less than the male American soccer team and why is that and have arguments of why that might be the case and athletics would be a really good one to see what the difference is between why certain sports make more money than others um, or you could say okay a orthopedic surgeon with this many years of experience male or female there's nothing different about that they should be paid the same or if you look at or whatever just what is the methodology besides in that what is the methodology that you are using in order to come to the conclusion that you are about the gender pay gap and then if you're working if either person are working from different groups different populations different numbers if you're not looking at the same study you're not using the same methodology then yeah you're going to have different outputs you're going to have different percentages so one person can say there is no gender pay gap it is zero this is the numbers that i'm using and they do not do, you are not using the same ones to the feminist. You are using this frame of reference, which I think is an error because you're not accounting for these factors that then reduce the gender pay gap. And then they could respond with, no, I don't think that's a fair assessment because of these. And you can have that as long as you have the same starting point, or at least review both of your starting points so you can see where you differ. You could do the same thing with the pro, pro-life or pro-choice movement. And you could say, okay, this is what are we actually starting from? Are we starting from a bodily autonomy argument? Are we starting from a women's rights argument? Are we starting from a, a embryology point of view or a, a human rights perspective? Like what, what angle are we coming at and understanding this topic? And then once you have that starting point, then you can kind of go back and figure out what the actual difference is. What is the, the crux of the matter? What is the actual difference? But to say because somebody doesn't mention everything that is slightly adjacent or slightly connected to that is it's just a it's a red herring it's stupid it's it's a, it's a bad argument somebody could spend their entire life trying to improve the reading scores of third grade boys that could be something they spend their whole life on and um you could say well you don't you don't care about the test scores of high school boys it's like yeah well that's not their specialty that's not what they're trying to do you know, this person who spends their whole life trying to measure the 
or try to do a um I don't think you could I don't think that would work out but if if there was a way to have like an early warning system on the caldera and at Yellowstone to uh warn people when that's going to blow up and once that blows up we're all dead anyway um but you could say hey you're spending a lot of time and energy on that but I don't see you doing any research in um Southeast Asia for for tsunami detection so why are you racist it's like no that's just not what they're focused on they they're focused on this area it's okay to focus on one area and try to improve it without looking at all things that are slightly related. Yes, they're both probably seismologists. Yes, they're probably working on similar technology, but they're focused on Yellowstone. You could focus over in the Pacific Ocean. It's fine. You can do both. You don't have to decide. You know, you can be for, you can be a conservationist and talk about the importance of proper uh, population control between uh, different wildlife populations, so whether that's bears or wolves or deer or, or bison in a given area so that they don't interfere with human living or get into human populations or anything like that, get on uh, personal property, you can talk about that and still find people that would say because you are focusing on one area of conservation you know, and you're not talking about overfishing you're not a true conservationist. It's like, well, they just might be specializing in one area. Okay, chill out, Girl Scout. They're focusing on this. Doesn't mean they don't have an opinion. And they could have a different opinion. That's the fun thing. Ooh, that's what makes it really spicy, is if somebody says, you know, hey, I am a specialist in field of, I don't know, animal population and migration. So you could say, I was, I was instrumental in contacting the the proper people within the whatever government agency that approved for the unlimited hunting of uh, wolves in this area in this zip code so if there's any wolves in this zip code it's unlimited tags you can kill as many wolves and somebody could say you know i get it your math checks out that's true the wolf population in that zip code is out of control good job good call you did a good job but what are your thoughts on overfishing? And the person can say, I don't believe they exist. I don't think that's a real problem. I think we're fine. They go, oh, how dare you? How can you get this math right and this math over here completely wrong? They could just disagree. That, that's a really tricky one because some people might, uh, there might, okay, we'll, we'll go back a little bit further and we'll say um, somebody that is for certain feminist issues might not have that strong of a stance against female genital mutilation. They might say it's female circumcision and it's it's a cultural norm. It's not that harmful for the female babies. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. You guys are probably being bigots for even mentioning it. That person might exist. I don't I don't know if they exist. I'm not that interested in the topic, but there there might be a feminist that, that does fit that category. And wouldn't that be weird? Right? I mean, if people can have different opinions on seemingly similar topics. So somebody that, well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself in this camp at all. I would not. I would say it's, it's a matter of selfish desires than anything is, as I would like, um, to see the, the revolution in, electric and non-traditional or, or non-oil-based um, or coal-based 
um, energy. I would love to see that very, very much. Now, because I would like to see that very, very much, does that mean that I understand or support more procedures that would be promoted by the concept of the Green New Deal? Not entirely. Does that mean that I don't believe in global warming? No, no, it's it's for real. It's It's a thing. But I just want to drive electric cars because I think they'll be cooler. And I want to have shingles on on my roof that that provide my my house with electricity that'd be pretty dope and also i think that the internal combustion engine's a bit bit antiquated i think we can move beyond that and maybe maybe that will um end some conflicts or some uh, material demands now that's not necessarily fair because you could say now that we're not looking at oil we're looking at other countries to mine their their trace minerals to create those solar panels or other materials so oil might not be the the hot typic item but not hot typic item the the hot item but then you're going to go from say saudi arabia to i don't know name a country that everybody would want to invade commercially and and get the the trace minerals from in order to build the other materials possible i don't know but yeah i you you can be complicated it's part of being human you can have slightly different views on similar items Um, for example i think combat sports are awesome they're amazing they're great or that the besides say the um the decathlon in the olympics then i think mma is probably the closest thing you can see to to truest and purest imagination and athleticism and you say what about you know olympic swimmers or or these people yes they do amazing things but i think the whole package comes together in mma and just a a a beautiful well-rounded thinking and destructive and and yeah i think it's great i I love the sport but i also am against peewee football like what is the difference if you want somebody to smash somebody's face in with their knee how can you say that you're against peewee football well i'm not for peewee mma so that's one connection but it's also i think the the total accumulation of concussive forces from a child going through high school and maybe college and then football they have a much higher chance of having i can't remember the name of the the disease or, or whatnot you can have uh what the heck is it called it's a cte I can't remember, but the um, the thing that a lot of them football players is getting or has or, or is uh, proposed to of having, um, that's that's no joke. It's not good. And people say the same thing about professional boxers that, you know, after a certain period, you can see everything kind of slowing down after their career of boxing and, and the real trauma of, of getting hit that many times starts to set in. And why do I think that's different in MMA is because and within a career, you can get knocked out maybe a few times if you get knocked out and not submitted or lose a, lose a decision. Uh, total punches are, are a little bit lower compared to a uh, 14 or 16-round boxing match you can have in a five-round MMA fight, 25 minutes. Much fewer actual punches landing. And when they land hard, they're on 
they're using much smaller gloves. So if, if you get a, a KO punch on somebody's chin, they're going down. There's, there's less, less absorption between uh, MMA gloves and boxing gloves, uh, if you can compare them. So a real strong punch is it's going to put you down, so you get hit less. So overall, within the career, an MMA fighter would sustain less concussive traumatic events than, say, a person that's been playing football since they were eight years old or a professional boxer. Though I'm, I'm not 100% against boxing either. I don't know. That's, that's hypocritical. That's definitely hypocritical. But, yeah, MMA is dope, but I'll never let my uh, boys play peewee football. Just don't think it's safe. Don't think it's in their best interest. But if they want to join a jiu-jitsu gym, go for it. Be little killers. It's awesome. Yeah, people are complicated. But just because people have different views on similar topics doesn't make them monsters. And just because they don't talk about it, you're assuming that they disagree with you, and they might not. So have that full conversation to see if you actually do disagree before you say some crazy stuff. Like, just because you don't want kids to spend life sentences for minor minor um, crimes they committed when they were 16 years old, that means you don't want felons to be able to vote, ex-felons to be able to vote. Nope, actually, I, I do want them to vote. Oh, well, now I feel like a silly ass. Yeah, you are a silly ass. So definitely before you accuse somebody of not supporting something, maybe ask them. And even if they don't talk about that topic, just because they don't doesn't mean that they're not a good ambassador of whatever that field is, whether it's criminal justice or equal rights for whatever group. Yeah, so everybody just chill out, let people help and be activists in their own respective realms. And and if they are being a hypocrite, just just realize there might be some hypocr- hypocrisy within your own life. So just a little, be a little bit more humble or, or reflective on maybe some contradictions that you might uh, live with. So anyway, that's it for this episode, episode 36, Universal Activism. This has been The Driver. This is the podcast, 400 Thoughts. The tunes for this podcast, again, are provided by DJ Mancub. I think that he will be coming out with some new tunes either next month and definitely for 2021. So just keep a lookout for that. Everybody stay safe, and I'll talk to you later. Chill out, Girl Scout. That would be a really dumb thing to say out loud. That's the fun thing. Ooh, that's what makes it really spicy. Like, I can think of a thousand things that annoy me about feminists. Oh, well, now I feel like a silly ass. Yeah, you are a silly ass.